Welcome back, everybody. This is another episode of Discussing Who. I'm not sure exactly what number it is yet because I'm not sure exactly when this is going to come out. Hey, Cal. How's it going, man? It's going. How's it going with you? Going great, man. Going great. Uh, getting back into the swing of things, the normal work week after uh, being in uh, Hattiesburg this past weekend at the uh, Southern Geek Fest 2. Oh, cool. I was about to ask you when you said Hattiesburg, uh, what, what were you down in Hattiesburg for? But, <laughs> oh, wait, I was there too. Yeah, I? yeah, you were there too, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, so, yes. eventful weekend, huh? Oh, yeah, man. So, yeah, like like we just said, we were down there for the Southern Geek Fest second annual event and um yeah it was this very very interesting event <laughs> um and the whole geeks uh, i'm sorry i said geeks grits crew was down there geeks recording in the south uh we had the reality breach crew sergio and robert we had the dice jockey crew uh q and um uh, mark and of course uh me and you from discussing who was down there and uh, i guess just me singly uh representing <laughs> tech Edition. But yeah, we were in full force uh, down on uh, in Hattiesburg uh, trying to cover the event. Yeah, it was you know, I, you know we talked about on the way down there. We literally didn't know uh, what to expect because coming off of Hulanta a couple of weeks ago, the experience for Hulanta was totally different than the experience here. And I'm not saying you know in a good way or a bad way. I'm just saying it was different, but. Looking at the content of Hulanta and looking at the content of, you know, Southern Geek Fest, I think it's safe to assume it technically one was a convention, a con. Yeah. This was more like a fest, a fest festival, a festivities or yeah. whatever. It's, you know, it wasn't it, the right. It's uh, in the name. Right, right. And and maybe it's our uh, or, or maybe it's our. Um, being a novice, for, yeah, our yeah, lack of not, experience. Yeah, for not really realizing that. But, you know, it was a bit different from Atlanta. Uh, in a lot of ways, I felt Hulana was much more organized and it was more panel-based, uh, whereas um, uh, Southern Geek Fest was more, um, I don't know, it was kind of a free-for-all in a lot of ways. Uh, but, again, not necessarily a bad thing. But, uh, you know, uh, I... I, I Personalized it was a bit more on the organized side, but that's just my personal preference. But all that being said, it was a lot of fun to be had and plenty of things to do uh, and plenty of people there, uh, fan groups, etc. Yeah, you know, I noticed that, too. And I'll I'll say coming from some experience that I've had with a human resources group over the years, I know from being in that group and being in the planning stages of a conference of a, you know, of an event similar to this where you're inviting people in and you're inviting uh, groups from the outside and you're inviting people who you want to have attend, not as a exhibitor, not as media, not as, you know, a celebrity or anything like that, but are people who are coming, you know, to just walk around or attend your event, whatever. Those things are hard to do. And, you know, they, they take up a lot of time and they take up a lot of energy to do. So kudos to anybody down there that was doing that. I do agree with you because you, I'm a little bit OCD and I am wishing that they were a little better in their communication style or their communication period. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I'll tell you why. And, and um, you know, anybody listening 
you know, you've heard us mention that we were having a Doctor Who panel. And the only reason <laughs> that I'm mentioning this is when, when we get on and we talk about having something and we had people message us on our Facebook page yeah. asking us when it is and that never materialized, then I don't like getting on, you know, and saying that to anyone listening, hey, we're going to be doing this. So here's the best thing that we figured out, everybody, is I think there was a room that they were planning to use. And for some reason, the panel room was not available. So a majority of the panels were canceled to the best of what I can figure out. Is that what you think? Yeah, I, I agree. And even the ones that did go on, um, they, there wasn't even the equipment ready for for them to actually do the panels. Kind of, a, it was more of a gathering around a circle more than uh, right. uh, what you think of as a panel. But again, that's okay. Like like you just said, Cal, uh, the room or apparently the building that it was supposed to be in, something happened to it. Uh, so I mean, again. You know, some things are beyond your control. It's true, and, true, and and, and, you know. and like I said, I know how much it is to take uh, to put that together. And really, the only reason I wanted to mention that was I know you know Heather had mentioned uh, who sent in some feedback to us before. She had mentioned, "Hey, when are you guys? What time is your panel?" And I just wanted to for anyone that was listening that came and was wondering, okay, when's that Doctor Who panel? And there wasn't one. Well, I think that's what happened. There was a room issue, and the room dematerialized for some reason. <laughs> Maybe it got rained out. Who knows? It, re- it retarded. It, it retarded. <laughs> yes. Maybe so. So, um, yeah. So we did get to see some interesting people there. So, um, uh, first off, I guess the Stranger Things uh, bullies. Uh, ah, were yes. There. And they were one of the first people we saw as we walked down the steps and entered into the show floor. And, yeah, we had pretty a pretty good first uh, connection slash conversation with those guys. Yeah, interesting that we spent probably, oh, maybe 10, 15 minutes talking to them. And then yeah. we walk off and say, oh, by the way, we really should have recorded that. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> But yeah, uh, we kind of um, went into uh, forget their names, forgive me. Uh, but we kind of went into their their backgrounds, how they got into acting. You know, we kind of talked about the show, and unfortunately, we learned that they won't be in season two of Stranger Things. Uh, I guess season three is still uh, up in the air whether they'll be back or not. But yeah, it was kind of interesting to hear their stories, how they became became actors and what actually got them into acting. So I thought that was really fun. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that I noticed, uh, you know, there's, you know, there were two of them, obviously two bullies, two, two, two people, but they're playing both bullies. And the, um, the guy that was, I think the main bully, he was not the first one that we were talking to, if I remember correctly. It and was Peyton, which was the first one in, correct. I think Kate, Kate, Kate Jones. Yes. Yes. So, um, interestingly enough, so we're talking to Peyton first, and uh, you said his name was Cade, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so Cade is sitting down there, and, you know, as we're talking, you know, the last thing that I want to do is, you know, I'm talking to one and ignoring the other, so I purposely ask a question to bring him or try to bring him into the conversation. And the interesting thing about uh, that part of the conversation was, and it goes back to these are just characters that they're playing 
in a show, whatever that show may be. Yeah. He did not have that bully look on the, like he did <laughs> from the, uh, you know, he was all smiles. He was very cordial. So was, yeah. you know, Peyton. And it goes back to they're not the characters that they play, just like anybody is not the character that they play. I, that, that, that really stood out for me, you know. Yeah, and, and I think we even mentioned, you know, uh, to them about the good writing and, you know, um, the, the 80s presence of that kind of made them the stereotypical eighties bullies. And, and it was, it was really well done. And, you know, they even mentioned how good the writing was on the show and yeah, just a, just a great conversation to have with those guys. Uh, their parents were near, but and their parents were really nice as well. Really nice people. Yeah. Yeah. So So I wish those guys the best going forward and hopefully we'll get to see them in something else in the future. And who knows, maybe one day we'll get to interview them again, since, uh, we've actually talked to them. We'll have a, real interview maybe one day yeah connections connections exactly so let me ask you a question so i'm kind of going on down you know mentally in my uh brain here and you know uh, going on down there were a lot of cosplayers there were a lot of merchandising um what stands from the merchandising standpoint what stood out in your mind um I don't know if anything in particular. There were a lot of uh, uh, booksellers. There were, there were. Oh well, I know what stands out in my mind. I guess I should mention it. Yeah, because I was going to say I you bought a book, didn't you? Well, I did buy a book, but the other thing, uh, I, I, I guess I can talk about the book later. But the other thing that really stood out in my mind is the, and 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 before I said this, I didn't notice this so much in the in Hulana versus Southern Geek Fest, but everything was marked up tremendously. Just surprisingly so. I mean, stuff that I know you can get off Amazon for like half the price, and it's just just very, very expensive, which, again, in Atlanta, I really didn't experience that because it seemed like everything I saw seemed reasonable in Atlanta. But here, everything I saw was like, whoa, that's a little bit too expensive. But, you know, I, I guess it's part of uh, of of how these shows work. I hope not, but I'm just guessing again. Uh, All right, well, I'm going to comment in 30 days. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to comment two different ways on that. Number one, I'm cheap. I will come out and say it. Oh, I'm cheap. I. <laughs> I like my gadgets. I like my comics. I like when I want something. I like, you know, I, I mean, I will, you know, buy it 90 times, you know, 99 times out of 100 or whatever. Uh, but I am cheap. That said, I bought stuff in it, you know, at, in Atlanta, and I didn't have that feeling of overpriceness. How? And the second part of that was speaking of expensive things and Hulanta. When you were talking about that, I was picturing that replica of the sonic screwdriver that that they were selling. Do you remember how much that was? Uh, wasn't like eighty nine, I believe, or one thirty somewhere in there. Uh, no, 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 no. This was that. <laughs> this one was that one that was like in this. It came with this fancy box, and it was like in in the middle of the box. And I, you know, I was like, "There's no way we would ever buy that." Uh-oh. And it was nine hundred and like forty five dollars. Oh wow! I yeah. guess I that I guess I skipped over that. But yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> I but, but it wasn't pla- you know it it was made out of metal. It was you know it was a exact a replica. Deal. Yeah, it wasn't you know plastic and you know anything like that. It was a replica of what he's using on the show. 
Well, I mean, even for that stuff, if it's a replica, uh, replica um, you know, set worthy prop, you know, I can see the markup going on that. True, and, and and that right, exactly. Yeah, but if it's something I can like go on Amazon and Google in like five seconds, find it for like fifteen bucks, and you're selling it for forty. Right. Uh, Case yeah, in point, remember the um, the Tom Baker. Uh, what what are those things? The 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 and they're not bobbleheads, but oh yeah yeah uh, pop pop vinyls. Yes yes okay. So I bought that and I think it was like dollars uh, $15, $15 or something. You know $10, yeah. $15, yeah. 20 dollars, and it would have probably have been forty forty five dollars. So yeah yeah that's true. They would they would just everything is just marked up excessively. So Kyle, I did try to buy you one thing that I that uh, they were selling, but you didn't take too keen to the idea. You know, I, there was a beautiful, I mean, beautiful top of the line uh, Wonder Woman nice. backpack. <laughs> and you know, I offered to pay uh, every cent on this Wonder Woman backpack for you because I know you're just such a diehard fan. You love Wonder Woman, and, and she's like your favorite. And 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 you said no. You're really having fun, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> really, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm listening to you. You are really having fun. I just thought it was an awesome item. I thought you would be all about it, man. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, uh, no, I just was, you know, uh, picturing like a, um, you know, like face the raven, uh, you know, uh, image from Doctor Who for you. I was, you know, yeah, like gonna, there. yeah. Hey, no, no, it it it, it was. It, it you know, it kind of looked cool, but it. I, I I will give you this the the cap there was you know there was there was like a Wonder Woman uh, baseball cap eh, yeah I might because that kind of and the Flash one looked cool I thought that was really cool but the backpack hmm, the <laughs> yeah, TARDIS but, backpack yes yeah uh, you know without a doubt Wonder Woman backpack hmm. yeah I agreed on the Wonder Woman uh, hat it it does, it does look pretty good. Cool. It wasn't really girly or anything like that. So yeah, I, I might even wear that one. Yeah, yeah that cool. one. That one looked cool because it had the you know the 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 not the bright red. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Linda Carter as Wonder Woman and the whole seventies television show. I mean, I know it's campy, just like the Incredible <laughs> Hulk is campy. I'm just not doing the backpack. Nope. So man, what did, what did you think about the cosplayers? And I know we kind of had this conversation about, you know, I, this is just me wondering how is being a cosplayer an actual business? You know, these people are going from con to con, and this is their full time thing. Um, and you know, I guess we got a, a closer look at that for the first time. Uh, of course, we had a few cosplayers at Atlanta, but it was a bunch of them here, and a lot of uh, quote unquote professional cosplayers were there as well um what do you think about that whole cosplayer scene and the professionalism of it or uh, cosplayer is a business i should probably say the question then becomes how do they make money you know what i'm saying how do they how do they sustain yeah and i don't want to say that lifestyle but how did they sustain you know, going to these different places, because I would think, um, okay, so let's say, you know, I'm a cosplayer and I'm going to an event like this. I don't see the event having that much ability to even pay me to come and be there. You, yeah, know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's probably a few things. It's probably I would guess that um, they get paid pretty. I'm not gonna say well, but you know, okay to come there maybe, uh, and maybe even um, they're they're selling their pictures and and props or whatever as well. But uh, like like you said though, for an event like Southern Geek Fest, I don't really see how they're affording to pay them a lot of money to come. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's just me wondering the I, inner workings of the business. You know, I'm not, I'm not down, I, well, downing it or anything. No, like no, that. I know you're not. And, and, and I agree with what you said. And, and let me pose this to you. Could it be the fact that the lack of any compensation for attendance is made up for a markup in merchandising? Could be, could be. You know, I, I, I would be interested to know when we go to uh, the Mississippi Comic Con if that same holds true. You know, does the same hold true if a comic book store is presenting at Comic Con and they've got their bargain bins that are normally a dollar an issue barked up to $5 an issue? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, which is funny because normally when you go to most trade-like events like the gun show and stuff like that, usually stuff is cheaper, I would think. But I could be wrong in that assessment. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, yeah, just an interesting in- industry uh, as a whole. And we talked to, um, was it uh, Alice Infinity? I believe so, yes. Yeah, we had a pretty good, what, 20-minute conversation with her? Yeah, probably um, a good 20-minute. You're right. Yeah, I kind of brought up the uh, idea of the show uh, Cosplay Melee, which I've talked about before on this podcast. And uh, and she kind of laid down a law on, uh, on that show, kind of saying that, you know, if you put me in a room with anything, anything humanly possible, I could make an awesome costume, too. So I thought that was really cool. And, you know, it's kind of cool to get the insight from her on you know what's the average price of a costume how long it takes to make it and yeah it's, it's just an inter- interesting industry uh that i just you know i'm not downing it but i just want to know more about it it just seems so foreign to me you know All right, so let me ask you this or, or let me let me also mention a, con- a comment that she said which is and, and this goes into how they get some of their uh costuming a lot of the costumes are donated she said you know, as people wanting you to dress up as, you know, person X and person Y. So, yeah, which I think that's pretty cool as well. Uh, anytime you can foster a fan base, I'm always to res- I will always respect that as somebody who's trying to do that myself for for our property. So I think that's really cool. And I think one cool thing about uh, Alice in particular, uh, and I don't know if this is true of most cosplayers, but she seemed like she was genuinely into uh, Japanese anime and things like that. You know, she was genuinely uh, seemed to be genuinely into that genre and that our world. So, um, again, I don't know if that's the case with all cosplayers, uh, but it definitely seemed like she was into it. So I thought that was that was fantastic. Yeah. You know, I, I, I you know, I give her credit for she was very personable. You know, she was very likable. She obviously you know, there's a market for that. And, you know, if that's if that's what you enjoy doing, what's the difference of dressing up in 
as anime people as opposed to you and I walking around saying that we're doing podcast A and podcast B <laughs> and we're a member of, you know, group one, two, three. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, do your thing. If you can make a living doing it, do it. That's what I say. Uh, it's, it's great stuff. So we're walking a little bit further down and, you know, lo and behold, we have not one, but two. And that's where the word tardi comes from. We've got two tardises. <laughs> two tardi. Uh, I don't even remember who who said that. That was Sergio's words. Ah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, two Tardises. And yeah, it was fantastic talking with, uh, as you may know, one of those were Angie Meadows. She's been on the show. One of those were her Tardises. And Tardis. And the other was Crew de Who. Yep. Crew de Who. Crew de Who. Yes. And um, yeah, so so it was fantastic talking with Angie again and reconnecting. And of course, she was she was pulling off a little cosplay herself. Yep, I, I, I you know I can I can't remember. You know, I've got to make my jokes. I can't remember <laughs> uh, who it is that she does cosplay as. You know, yeah, can, cannot remember. No, man. wow, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess I could tell you, but it would be a spoiler. So, oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, it, that that was cool. That was really cool meeting uh, the guy that was over crew to who and, um, you know, was kind of representing them. Uh, interestingly, he was uh, did two different characters. He was both uh, Sylvester McCoy's seventh doctor and then he was also Nordle, which I thought was cool. Yeah, Nordle, the Nordle costume really, really, really made me smile. <laughs> and I mean, with the you know, with the bald head, he he pulled off Nordle very well. Yeah, it was, it was quite fantastic. And I'm looking at their page on uh, Facebook, and there was another gentleman. I'm going to assume he was, um, you know, there with them. But if he wasn't, he still took a picture with them. Uh, he uh, was dressed up as Patrick Troughton's second doctor, which was, you know, also oh, wow. cool. I don't know if I saw him. Huh. Yep, yep. Go to their uh, page. It's at facebook.com backslash K-R-E-W-E-D-U-W-H-O. And one more time, that's K-R-E-W-E-D-U-W-H-O. And the reason I say that twice is uh, before we started recording, I kept typing in K R U D O D O O D U E D E, and then Clarence said, "No, it's K R E W E." So, yeah. Um, yeah so, so I guess we talked with Paul uh, Patesick. Patesick. Yes. I know I'm probably butchering his last name. Sorry, Paul. Uh, yeah, we had a, a great conversation with him as well, like you just said, and it was just cool meeting those guys and, and talking about some of the events they do. And they actually have an event coming up on the third of next month, which is NOLA Time Fest, which is a one day con on, um, again, June the 3rd. And it looks like our a Angie, I mean, OK, so we've already adopted Angie because I said our <laughs> Angie is going. Pretty that was, yeah. Uh, um, Yep, our Angie is going, so she's been adopted by her. She's one of us now. Um, but it looks like she's going, I'm looking, and it's in Metairie, Louisiana, at the Jefferson Orleans North in Metairie, Louisiana. Looks like it starts that Saturday at 12 p.m. But unfortunately, I'll probably be uh, going to see a wonderful movie that day, most likely. Oh yeah, yeah. It's about this woman. Yeah, you know. Woman. Yeah, she's okay. like wonder, 
and she's yeah. a woman. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Cal, yeah. Well, I guess are, are we finished? I, I would transition into Wonder Woman, but are we finished with Geek Fest? Anything else from Geek Fest, Southern Geek Fest that kind of piqued your interest? Uh, yeah, I guess we should mention the uh, uh, getting together with the rest of the Grits crew, uh, Geeks Recording in the South down there, and to see each of those guys kind of branching off and doing their things and also coming together for a few live uh, recordings, uh, podcasts, etc. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, it was it was nice seeing people that you've listened to them before, same as, you know, uh, you know, nice, you know, meeting Lee, but, um, it, it was interesting for me from this perspective of, well, okay, let me say it like this. At one point, someone asked, how does everybody know everybody else? And it was easy <laughs> for me because I said, I know him and he knows all of you. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cool seeing how that connective tissue comes together. Uh, who knows who and kind of, um, how uh, we kind of connected together and, and, and what each person is doing in their normal life and things like that. So it was, it was a good fellowship time for, for grits as well as, um, like I said before, working together. And, you know, it was cool to see the, um, the dice junkie crew out there with the camera doing their own thing, uh, getting segments, which they've posted a lot of them on Facebook already. That's, I mean, I'm sorry, YouTube already. That's youtube.com. I think it's slash dice junkies, or you can go to, um, DiceJunkies.com. But, but yeah, it was cool seeing them as well as the Reality Breach guys who uh, brought their recording equipment, did a couple of uh, um, live um, on-the-scene shows, and, uh, and it was really cool to see that. So uh, I, was, I was actually telling Carrie, I feel like we were probably the least prepared again out of, <laughs> out of anybody who was down there. So uh, we got to get our stuff together because it's like the second time we went and I felt like we were underprepared. <laughs> well, you know, like, like, you know, we've said we're the, you know, we're, we're, we're learning. I tell you one thing that, um, and I won't go too much into this, but one thing that you and I both commented on and that we quickly saw evidence of going to something that was an outside event that was not exclusively Doctor Who. Because, you yeah. know, we we walked around in uh, Atlanta at that event with the Discussing Who shirts on, and people automatically would go, oh, you know, Doctor Who, you know, oh, yeah, cool, you know, let me go check. I mean, we're assuming, you know, they yeah. were going to check it out. Didn't really think people noticed us in the sense of, oh, well, Doctor Who, but from the perspective of, us going and talking to people, the just the discuss. It, it, we had a very interesting and enlightening conversation between the two of us um, on our way home, talking about discussing who and you know who we are and won't. I, I won't give any spoilers other than we had a very interesting conversation. So yes, I enjoyed meeting the Grits team. Everybody was cool. I uh, enjoyed recording with them, uh, mixing up the different people. Uh, one thing that I did get to hear a little bit of your latest Techfedition uh, episode, and I'm not sure if it was Carrie or if it was you who said it seemed like everyone, and I'm not going to say this right, and I still don't understand this because I don't know how Voltron gelled. Voltron you know, came together, but I didn't see him 
Well, we do do gel. You come together, right? Especially okay. in the Netflix uh, series. Wow, we're talking about Voltron. Cool. So, <laughs> in the Netflix series, they all have their lines, and they can't really form until they they get some kind of bond between each other and bond with their their lines. Okay, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so they had to bond with their lion in order to control it the right way. So. So they kind of work together like a team or just like a team. Okay, so if you're going on, uh, if you're going new Voltron, I'm going back classic Voltron. <laughs> so yeah, it just worked in the past. Okay. It just worked. There All was right. no there was no deep connection. They just worked. They said uh, form and it and it happened. Let's and, go yeah. form Voltron. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, anyway. so while we're talking Voltron, let me say this. One of the things, and I did watch the first three issues, I mean, issues, episodes, but the thing that got me, the princes didn't look like the princes. That troubled me. Yeah, a lot of them look different, and uh, they took liberties to make uh, Pidge, uh, the green lion. Yeah. Uh, major spoiler, well, I guess I won't tell you, but it's, it, it, he, he, you will that, never that look at him the same way again. Huh? And if you watch it, you will never look at him. The green, uh, the green uh, pig. You will never look at him the same way again after oh, watching. Oh, so, so you already know. Oh yeah, I know. But I'm it, saying, it, am I right in saying that you will never it, look at him the same way again? Yes. And what's so different in season two? Like you can immediately tell they started drawing that character differently because you can immediately tell the way that character looks. That that's what that character is. So. I still from spoilers. Right, yeah, and, yeah, and and that might entice people who haven't seen it that was fans of the old Voltron to say, "What in the heck are they talking about?" and go out and listen. <laughs> and I have to complete season two, so I'm behind myself. Ah, okay, got you. So let me ask you this: what was uh, what what did you like most about the event? Um, I, I, you know, I'd have to say that I actually liked talking to some of the cosplayers. I thought that was really cool. Um, what I did feel was good about the event was there was no real, um, um, reservations of the guests or there were no pompous guests. I would say, I don't know what's the right word. Um, you could, you could very well approach the guests without, they were approachable. Yeah. 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 That's the word. (laughs) The guests were very approachable and, you know, as witnessed by a talk with the, uh, with the stranger things guys and, uh, I think I talked with a guy from All Rats. I just went up there and talked to him, like, "Hey, man, we want to do an interview." So, you know, I didn't really ever feel like I couldn't go and talk to anybody, even the cosplayers or just anybody. I really didn't feel like there was a standoffish uh, atmosphere. Of course, this is Mississippi, hospitality state, blah blah blah, and yeah, everybody there was real approachable. We uh, even uh, talked to a few authors there. That was pretty cool. Uh, got to know a few pretty well. So, yeah, I just feel like everybody was approachable, and I think that was the uh, the best thing about the Southern Geek Fest. What about you, man? Any Anything just stand out at you that you really uh, made you think? Uh, well, I, I just find this ironic, and, I, you know, I hope he hears this when um, – or mentions this or hears this or mentions it, whatever, uh, when we're actually, you know, broadcasting this. But Paul Patacek. Uh, that we were mentioning a few minutes ago, just liked your page discussing who. So I guess I guess his ears <laughs> must have been burning um, <laughs> through time and space, or however you want to say it, because he just liked our page, and I just thought that was really cool that we were just talking about him. 
Your ears were burning. Man. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. So um, the the only other thing I might would ask was what was your least uh, favorite moment and your um, what was your least favorite and what was your most shocking moment? Um, I don't. Oh well, maybe shocking was hearing some of the Mississippi or. Authors, there's this woman, uh, Kim Jones from Collins, and she's like this. Uh, she talks, she writes about adult material, and I thought it was it was pretty cool to have a conversation with her, and it was just shocking in a sense that what an adult author living in the Collins, Mississippi. So I thought that was shocking, but but cool nonetheless. And uh, probably my most disappointing moment when the uh, Stranger Things guys went up to actually do their panel. You couldn't even really hear them because, you know, there wasn't mic set up correctly or whatever. And, you know, I could just look at their parents. They were like, oh, man, this is horrible. <laughs> it's just kind of the look that was on their face. And then, um, yeah, we kind of like just talked to them a little bit about yeah. it. And, and, yeah, that that's the worst part, I think, about the whole time that we were there. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, that, those things happen. So you yeah. just got to kind of work through them. But but you know I, I I'm like you that I kind of felt sorry for the not not sorry but you know bad for the two guys because a I don't think people heard you know over the the fans and the the talking that you know a lot of times that they were having the panels that the ones that they did have and and then when when the mics didn't work you know I did feel bad for them because they're trying to present. And the parents are trying to tell them, you know, hold your mic this way and hold this. Yeah, and yeah. then I could tell both both guys were very kind of like, okay, what am I supposed to do here? So, But they handled it very gracefully, and they were still, you know, uh, very nice. Because when we got there on Sunday, I remember saying to you, and I don't know if it was to Sergio as well, you know, I didn't expect um, – I honestly didn't expect them to be back for the second day, but they were, and they stayed, I believe, pretty much the entire day. Yeah, yeah, they did. And, and again, you know, it's, those type of things happen, so we're not really blaming anybody. Right. But, again, the the place that we were supposed to have the actual panels got something happened to right. it. I don't know what. So, yeah, yeah, they worked through it, but it just still kind of felt bad. Yeah. Well, and for the fact that both guys came back, you know, I think that says something on their character. So, um you know, I I wish them both well because you know I like to see good things happen to nice people. So, um, totally you know, agreed, man. I hope they get. Uh, you know, I hope this was just a stepping stone, being Stranger Things into what both of them do. So, best wishes to both of them. So let me ask you a quick question. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you've not seen it yet, correct? I have not. I have not either. So Losing I'm, geek cred, man. <laughs> I know, because I still want to see it. Um, and then we've got Wonder Woman coming up. And then we have uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, which the music that you played on Tech Tradition, I actually thought it was, well, it was the 1960s cartoon or what, just redone in orchestra form, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it was a reimagining of that. And I'll actually, I can actually give you the link to the actual twit, tweet that okay. it was on. But it was just like a live recording of an actual orchestra in his room. So it wasn't like it was studio quality. But, uh, it, was just, but it still it, sounded good. Yeah, it was just like a dude walking around with the camera recording it as they actually played it live. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> cool. So we got that coming up, and then we've got... Um, 
we've got Justice League coming up soon. And yeah. uh, interesting, oddly interesting, sadly, awkwardly kind of interesting, not interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a hard thing to talk about, but, but yeah. Uh, so uh, Zack Snyder is stepping away from Justice League. And I actually uh, misquoted this in the Tech Edition podcast. Uh, the movie comes out on November 17th, not August, which I stated in, in that podcast. And uh, so anyway, he's stepping away and uh, Joss Whedon of, of um, very much Disney fame, uh, Marvel fame, is coming over to uh, help finish up the movie. Uh, again, just just uh, hearts and minds to the Snyder family. And, you know, I kind of feel bad because I've been ragging on them these past two weeks. <laughs> OK, so let me ask you, what did I tell you when you said that? And I'm really going to sound very cold in, in, in saying what I said, but what did I tell you when you said that you felt bad for ragging? Um, I can't. You, I, I don't want to misquote you. Okay, uh, so here's what I said. The, the, before anything bad happened, those movies were already made. So yeah, if, yeah. If, if, we, if we were to go and see Justice League in November and say, oh, that's just a horrible movie, that's just awful, that's just, you know, pathetic, blah, 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 then, yes, I commend you nonetheless for, you know, having the sympathy and maybe, you know, I, you know and I do have sympathy. Don't, 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 don't think, yeah. you know, that I don't. But... For something that was made last year or something that was made prior to that, I, you know, you there was nothing there prior to that. Yeah. So, and then the thing I brought up to Carrie in, in our podcast is just what if, you know, we have at first we thought it was August, but we do have until November till the movie, movie comes out. What if, you know, uh, all this hard work that Snyder has been putting in to write the ship? And I guess we'll never know at this point. But what if the work he did to write the ship actually pays off when the movie comes out? Or is it or do we say at this point, we don't know who write the ship if it's good? You know, of course, he probably still get blamed if it's bad. <laughs> and 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 and, and uh, Whedon and um, Jeff Johns will get praise if it's good. Yes. Yeah. So it's just a, a, a lose lose for him at this point, because he's going to get blamed if it's bad. If it's good, he's not going to get any credit. Uh, it's going to be like uh, the Whedon and came in and saved the ship. You know, he, he saved the movie and which I would feel bad for uh, Snyder in that case. But but, yeah, it's just kind of a sad thing that he's having to step away Um and, and yeah, yeah. So just just weird, weird news. And uh, again, hearts and minds to his family. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, uh, kudos to you for uh, saying everything you did. And I guess bad kudos for me for being a little oh, cold there. But, no, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm sorry. I can't be forgiving for, 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 for something you've already done, but I can be, you know, sympathetic for something that happened in your family. But but. You you still made that movie, so I can't get past that. Yeah, what's done is done. What's done is done. <laughs> but what? But you know, for for everybody's uh, enjoyment, I hope um, you know that if it's a great movie and what he contributed, because he did have a hand in Wonder Woman, and I really hope that Wonder Woman blows 
everybody's expectations not out of the water but out of the sea out of you know into orbit because <laughs> which is getting good is getting good and it's getting uh, good reviews so you far know? you know that tank picture <laughs> yeah and, and everybody seems to like that and she's getting you know good remarks and she you know i just i, I just hope it's a very good movie yeah yeah i'm hoping and you know um Let's just let's just uh, keep our fingers crossed that this is the movie that kind of uh, starts the the upward pr- uh, trajectory for for DC. Yeah, maybe so because you know when it comes to comics, uh, DC is my favorite right now. So yeah, that's something we ought to do more. We should uh, maybe talk more about comics at some point than because we've been Doctor Whoing seemingly. Not not complaining. I love my Doctor Who. You know that. But we should maybe who knows uh, talk about comics more or something. Yeah, discuss comics. Ah, discuss maybe that might comics. be cool. Yeah, yeah who yeah. knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, anything else that you can think of from Southern Geek Fest or uh, anything else going on? Uh no, man. Uh, I guess the next thing on our docket is um, the Mississippi Comic Con, which is coming up uh, late June. Um, that's kind of the next thing we have coming up and, and, and just, uh, I guess we're going to start mapping out our schedule and, and trying to see what cons we can hit. And, and I, I think we talked about this last time, but, you know, as we go to a few cons for the first time in a media capacity, you kind of start seeing the patterns and then I guess you'll kind of start seeing the ones you want to go to, the ones you don't want to go to. The ones that um, fit you particularly? Yeah, 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 yeah. The ones that fit you. And, and I think Hulana is definitely one of them. Uh, maybe Southern Geek Fest, who knows? Uh, but but uh, as we go to more, I guess we'll hit Mississippi Comic Con, maybe uh, uh, Feet Fit. Something fit, no, fear fit, fit fair feety fighty fun, feet fit on a yeah. <laughs> on a coast and coast con and uh and um I would even like to hit Wizard World in New Orleans uh, next year. I'm not sure when it comes up again, but but as we hit more, we'll start to um, get into a cadence of the ones we like to go to, and and it's all about networking and 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 getting good content. So that's what we plan to do. And yeah, I'm just enjoying it. And again, uh, Mississippi Comic Con coming up next. Um, anything on your docket that you're looking at? Well, one thing. On any of that? Well, one one other thing that I want to elaborate on that when we were going around seeing the Doctor Who groups, and I would be remiss not to mention this particular one, but there is a group of Doctor Who fans on the coast who do live meetups, uh, and basically, you know, they get together and they watch the episodes when the episodes comes out, so they do actual events on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and I don't remember what their name is off the top of uh, my head, and I would have had that, but um, tonight is normally our recording for the review of the current episode of Doctor Who, but Lee wasn't feeling well, and we didn't want to proceed without him, so we moved our review episode to tomorrow night, and Clarence and I had already wanted to do this review, so we just, instead of doing this one later in the week, we just decided to go ahead and do this one now. So um, I would have that. So in the show notes uh, for this episode, if you're listening, just scroll down into the information, and you'll see that particular um group listed so if you happen to be in mississippi and you live in that area or visit that area you can you know check them out or actually if you just want to go to facebook and connect to as many doctor who groups as you want to 
you can do that. Yeah, do it. But yeah, yeah that's pretty much it. That's pretty much. Uh, I think you've got it in a nutshell. What what we're working on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and um, yeah. So just just uh, uh, stay tuned to the site. We'll have a bunch of uh, episodes, <laughs> many many episodes left until the end of the season. So uh, just stay tuned and uh, and and subscribe, download, and uh, share, uh, and, and even even leave us a review on iTunes if you can. We yep, appreciate it. We would very much appreciate it. And I was about to say it won't be with, but within the next couple of weeks we will be hitting episode fifty. Oh yeah, man! It is, is a time is flying by. <laughs> yep, Sorry. it absolutely is. So, um, everyone listening, we appreciate your time uh, spending some time with us this afternoon, morning, afternoon, uh, daytime, nighttime, whenever. Uh, we appreciate it. So, on behalf of Clarence and I, we are out of here.